God. Good Apollo, where do I begin? Uh, <laughs> uh, God, it's, I, I don't even remember the intro to this show. <laughs> Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast of our favorite rubber boy anime, One Piece. My name's Joe. I somehow remembered that opening uh, after <laughs> four goddamn months. Uh, I'm also, of course, joined by Jory. Uh, how are you doing, Jory? I'm I'm doing all right. Should do do we do we need to talk about that we were missing, or do we just jump into it? <laughs> uh, I mean, all right. So yeah, we got some. I, I want to say thank you to people who listen to the show and like yeah. have, we got um Jory and I have been really busy this like past couple months and then we'll get into that in a second but like people have been <laughs> we got like we got some iTunes reviews that were like really kind and talking about like binging the show and being like man yeah. I, I wish I wish it was more frequent and it's like us too <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so and like the main reason it's not is because one piece is like a a lot to sort of digest ever like we, yeah. we we tried the weekly thing and it was like not in any way successful uh <laughs> so we kind of just relaxed ourselves to, to to doing it as it comes and then you moved um and we're i think you were working two jobs for a minute and then we did the yeah. then we recorded an actual play so like we were recording once a week together. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Along with our weekly other podcasts. Yeah, because you started doing, uh, when you started doing um, uh, C casual, I was trying to think what casual wrestling po fan podcast was, but I could not remember the letters. Uh, <laughs> CWFP. Um, yeah, so you do that show, which is great. and But that's like a lot of things to consume on a weekly basis as well. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, on top of the recording and the editing and the posting. And um, I have my weekly projects, and then we did Interstitial, which was a, it was an offshoot of my Kingdom Hearts show, but we did, it was an actual play. So we were doing, we were role-playing in Kingdom Hearts-based worlds every week, and that was a, a huge time thing as well for like two goddamn months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, if you're so like yeah, if you're partly curious where we've been, you can listen to Jory's wrestling show, and you can listen to Interstitial, um, which was so goddamn good. Uh, so <laughs> I definitely <laughs> recommend that. And we'll probably be talking about it again at the end. So yeah, totally. We'll we'll, we'll plug all of our stuff as normal. But since since there was a bit of a a, a I don't know if I'd say concern, but interest. <laughs> In our, yeah. in our in our uh more infrequency than usual. Yeah. <laughs> um that's that's I would say that's probably the biggest reason we didn't get around to it sooner. It's also just a like you said, it's a lot to digest, and we ended on a pretty uh sour note. So 
get jumping back into seeing all of our favorite friends being just fucking dead is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the real reason is it was on such a down note. You're like, I don't like One Piece anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're back at it. Uh, my notes are way more sparse than they were last time. Um, again, because fucking time constraint. But we're, let's, let's get into it. We're covering, I forgot the numbers again. 246 to 255. Yeah. You know, I, I went into this, like, building my notes thinking, there's not a whole lot that happens, comparatively. There, there isn't, but at the same time, a lot happens. Yeah. I think, I think it's just last time was so fucking loaded that I was like, oh, there's not a whole lot of movement, but there's also still, like, a lot of, like, things. Yeah. And, and I think part of that is because... There's like three episodes of flashback. Yep. So, oh, so let's get into this first episode in which, um, as you mentioned, we watch everyone die, <laughs> more <Yep>. or less. <laughs> and it's so I I have to mention that at the beginning of each episode recap for like the first five episodes that we watched for this, they just repeated showing Luffy and Zoro just fucking getting murdered. Yeah. <laughs> in case you forgot. <laughs> yep. It's we, we it ended on uh Lucci revealing he he's turning into a horrific monster. Yeah, yeah. So like let's I guess it's been a minute so like the the, the the moment we ended on that I very intentionally chose the worst down moment to end you on um <laughs> was basically them being super unsuccessful. Uh Robin is leaving and Luffy tries to stop her but as he saw, he's running towards her, he is stopped by just a, I was going to say Xehanort hand on helmet ass <laughs> grab of Lucci just grabbing his whole fucking head. Uh, shit's bad in that sequence. Yeah. You th- Zoro gets beaten as well by Kaku. Um, Robin dips, and then Lucci's like, you couldn't possibly beat us if you wanted to. Hmm. Um. Yeah. But, uh, he, he stabs <laughs> Luffy and throws him out the window. Yeah. Yeah, so the episode that we left off with was him being like, I'm going to show you something interesting, and he turns into... We don't see what he turns into. It's just this big hulking monster, more or less. And then yeah. the, t- today's first episode reveals that it is a devil... Well, we knew probably knew it was a devil fruit. Um, yeah. But it's it's the the cat-cat fruit model leopard. And something that Chopper mentioned is that it was a carnivore zone type, mm. which this is the first time they've distinguished like different kinds of animals for zone types, like dual dietary versions of zone types, I suppose. Yeah, the, zone zone types might be the most fucking complicated thing, which you would think <laughs> Logia would be. Yeah, but zones get so branched off. <laughs> And I won't spoil how, but just, like, talking about zones is, like, draining on some level <laughs> uh, of how many different, like, uh, like ugh, paths they go down to. And it's good. I love it. It's also just, like, geez, God, honey, you got a storm coming. Shit. <laughs> the, so The thing that's, like, upsetting with this, though, is we ended on a note where it's like, oh, it's going to be a, something new and scary. But we've already seen, like, a, a cat person. So mm-hmm. I, not not that big, and I guess he was a cheetah, and leopards and cheetahs are kind of different, but... I'm curious, what was... I'm forgetting the, the cheetah man. 
Um, <laughs> the, um, the Action 52 member of uh, the yeah. Foxy Pirates. Oh. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's also probably part of this. It. Like, it's just the Foxy Pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think giving this, like, incredibly martial arts trained. Like, he was murdering people with nothing. Like, yeah. He didn't have to turn into a cheetah or a leopard man to no. <laughs> to do a lot of the shit he's done, but then he does it and he's huge. Uh, so that's that's pretty fucked. But yeah, you're so he's there's a scene I do want to point out where Polly sort of addresses. He's like how all of his friends are were lying to him for years uh, in government plants. Yeah. And that's that's pretty emotional and heartbreaking. And Lucci's line is something along the lines of like, that was all just you. We we weren't <laughs> invested in any way. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of writing that really just un like Lucci is written to be so irredeemably evil. He's like I he's a monster. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yeah, there's 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 a lot of villains in media in general, but especially in One Piece that sort of have like their reasoning has basis. Um Yeah. Or we we have a spot for it or they're very clearly like with um Enel, like the last thing with him, he was just—he was actually just like delusional and had mm-hmm. like bigger like picture than he could actually po- anyone could actually possibly accomplish. Mm-hmm. While with Crocodile, he's just like he looks like a mafioso crime boss guy, and that's kind of what he's doing. And yeah. Lucy's just a cold-hearted monster. Yeah, I guess a lot of the bigger villains in One Piece aren't necessarily redeemable. There's a couple that are like maybe started off with a an intention that made sense and then went about it a terrible way. Um, but a, a lot of the One Piece villains, are not, now that I'm thinking about it, are like, no, I guess they are just fucked up. Um, <laughs> but Lucci, Lucci, like, there's... We're a long way from knowing why Lucci does the things he does. But there is never, like, an ounce of Lucci being in... Like, he's just 100% pure sociopath. Yeah. And it sucks. And I hate him. He's he's this uh, like this arc in these segments are like so ridiculously good. I think Water Seven and Inuslabi are some of the strongest emotional stuff that One Piece pulls off. But also like the Lucci is in some ways kind of two dimensional in that he's just pure evil. Yeah. So I don't know. I have I have such mixed feelings on on him as a villain. This. This stuff just further sets up that um, Luffy is very anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. So, and he's from an understandable point because all we've seen up to this point with the government is there's no good guys in the government. Yeah. The closest is Smoker, and he's his sense of justice is just like, well, we got the bigger fish, so we don't mm-hmm. need to bother with the smaller ones. Yeah. Not thanks for helping us. Luffy, you're you're a good guy. It's just like, well, the bigger problem's taken care of. This is something I don't have to worry about. Yeah, I God, I love Smoker. Smoker is has has really like Smoker has like good well, Smoker has Smoker's that kind of like he wants to do well, but he is in maybe the wrong place to do it as well as he should kind of thing. Like he has he means so much well, but also he is still I mean all cops are bastards kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, because his sense of justice isn't necessarily that bad with the, because like he, 
he does end up cutting Luffy some slack when he is when they're on the same side. Yeah. Which which we saw. So Smoke so there's there's there are good people in the bad establishment, which I guess again like <laughs> a very maybe too real of a conversation to have about the anime, but uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean that's kind of that's just what it is. But yeah, no, Lucci's not one of them. Lucci sucks. Lucci's bad. <laughs> um and he's uh he's very, very mean and evil to to Polly in this moment. And as he's going to kill Polly, that is when Luffy sort of strikes and is like, No, um I'm gonna hit you instead. And then Lucci stabs through him with his finger and throws him out the building. Um and Luffy's dead. Yeah. He's it's that that same moment. He he keeps dying and mm-hmm. they keep reviving him with the dragon balls so yeah. <laughs> i know there's a limit to how often you can do that so luffy's time is running out yeah 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 he's he's on the timer um which is weird because this show goes on forever <laughs> there's also a scene where as the building is collapsing choppers like kind of lost in the wreckage and nami's concerned that'll be relevant in like a minute um zoro attacks luchi after he attacks or after luffy is dead to about as much success. Yeah, he does the iron body thing, so the sword's <laughs> useless, and then kicks Zoro across the goddamn island. And Water Seven is on a small island. No. Um, and also, it's worth mentioning Zoro drops one of his swords in that building, and it just stays there. Um, and Zoro flies forever, like he lands in water. Yep. That's cool. Uh, shit's fucked. Yeah, that's just what. What this is is every everything's bad and dead. Yeah, no, yeah. He he murders Luffy and then basically murders Zoro and then turns to Nami and it's like, oh good. Oh great. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> there's more of you. Yeah. Uh there's a scene with Kokoro drinking and watching the house burn. And she uh she laments that it's all because of a thing that shouldn't exist, which I guess we already know at this point that they were after the Pluton blueprints. Yeah, and I, I can I can guess that she'd have some sort of knowledge about it, working with uh, Iceberg and stuff mm-hmm. at one point. So yeah, I'm I'm just trying to remember if we knew how involved she was with Iceberg. I guess we knew that she knew him. Yeah, we don't. We learn soon. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> we she's she's in all the flashbacks. So. I thought it was interesting that she said that then, but then I was like, eh, it's like a minute until we find out. Um, there's a really, really good shot of the pigeon with the fire reflecting <laughs> yeah. in its eyes. <laughs> it's like the, the pigeon is is as much of a monster as Lucci is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the, the pigeon was happy doing all of the speaking. I still want to know how that works. Like, <laughs> what? Because the, the pigeon stays on his shoulder when he's a giant leopard. Um, I want to know how they communicate, or if the pigeon's just so fucking good at situational improv <laughs> that it can just read the room. And 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 Lucci's like, "Yeah, I trust you to to create my persona for me." <laughs> that that seems that actually seems more likely than like some sort of communication. Yeah, or uh, I I don't know if it's something they've established about zone types, or if it's just a chopper hmm. thing. That Chopper, since Chopper can talk to animals just fine. Fuck, I never considered that. That's <laughs> but, incredibly a good point. But uh, another thing that could be a stat that could be brought across with that is the only reason Chopper can speak English 
or Japanese, I suppose, whatever, speak a human language yeah. is because he ate the human human fruit. So maybe it does the other way around. It might not work like a human eating an animal type fruit. It, yeah, it might not be. I don't know. Because, I mean, Chopper can talk to like any fucking animal. Yeah. And he was a reindeer. So <laughs> uh, also, yeah, I guess he just fucking knew how to speak human talk when he got the fruit. That's I never <laughs> yeah. considered that either. Uh yeah, one one piece has that same kind of thing that like JoJo had, where it's like everyone just knows what the other people saying, even though they go all across yeah. an entire planet. Um, yeah, and it's and yeah, it's it's fine, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's one of those things where it's like I keep comparing this to like a D and D campaign because mm-hmm. you go to a town and twenty four hours later you're in a burning building, learning of a secret government plot. Yeah. <laughs> um as well as what he create a world like it. Of course, realistically in the Grand Line, all these different islands probably have their own like languages or at least dialects, but that's that's a suspension of d- disbelief you you need to have for mm-hmm. just to make a narrative easier. Yeah. But the go- the world governments like yeah, you would you would think the pirate would have the pirates would have like some sort of communication outside of the world government's reach but yeah alas that might not make for good storytelling <laughs> yeah <laughs> on a on a uh intended to be digestible in 30 minutes show um yeah <laughs> so there's there's that uh so what the so yeah they set the building on fire um we see a shot of there's a couple of shots of the sword laying there um and iceberg and polly are tied up and they're off to find frankie or or Cuddy Flam. Yep. The I... Cuddy Flam is the only other person who who they thought had died in an accident. Yeah. I, I specifically remember them saying a shipbuilding accident at first, mm-hmm. which is maybe that's just like a, a, a government narrative because of what actually we find out what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like something where later Odo's like, oh, let's make it impactful what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I, I yeah I don't remember what they said the first time so it's hard but if you if you caught it as a shipbuilding thing then like maybe yeah that was like a, a minor tweak well you'd think that they would just update it because the manga comes so far ahead of the show yeah. um I don't know it's also the a translation thing so yeah um I God I remember uh I remember having lunch with a friend of mine that uh is caught up with the manga. And we were talking about Frankie, and I think I said the words Cuddy Flam, and they were like, oh, fuck, I just forgot <laughs> that that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so weird, the name Cuddy Flam. Anyways, <laughs> they go to find our boy, Frankie. So they're leaving the burning building. We see Nami outside of the building, um, and the crowd is not super receptive because they know she's a straw hat, and they still think the straw hats did all this. Yeah. So they're going to deal with that. and. Um, the the CP9 group is uh, bouncing between buildings to to find where Frankie is, and we they they pass the Frankie family. If you remember, they were they they had found Usopp and were now going to use him as bait to get Luffy, so they so Frankie yeah. can beat up Luffy for for fucking up his house, <laughs> and so they're just out in the streets yelling, "Hey, Straw Hat!" We have your friend, because um, we don't know that you're not friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, so that's 
pretty fucked. Uh, but Lucci passes that and is like, oh, well, good timing, and then decides to murder them. For... Pretty much. Yeah. They're like, hey, tell us where your boss is, or I'm going to kill you. And they're like, I'm not going to do that. So, Lu- so Lucci, <laughs> Lucci kills them. Um, or seemingly, at least. Beats the shit out of them. Uh, and then we cut to Frankie, who is totally not crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's weird how much it shifts from like them, oh, we found, we found this long-nosed guy. We're going to beat him up and use him as a hostage. And then when we actually get to Frankie and Usopp interacting, Usopp's just fixing the Mary, and Frankie's crying over how sad Usopp's story was. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, I, I, I like that it shows that, it, even though we, can, we already know at this point that Frankie's not a bad guy, mm-hmm. like complete bad guy, but it shows that he's not a horrible monster like Lucci, how... He he's using Usopp as bait, but it's not like doesn't have like chained up or anything. He's just like, well, mm-hmm. you're gonna die if you stay out there too. Like, part yeah, of it. This is all happening it, during Aqua Laguna, in case you fucking yeah. forgot. <laughs> part of it also feels like Frankie's it, it, Frankie kind of comes across as guys like he doesn't know how to be nice correctly. Sure, yeah, so, like, totally. <laughs> so he's like, come on, I'm using you as a hostage, so you got to stay in here instead of dying yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they just start talking and. Then, yeah. I imagine one of the first things Usopp would say is, actually, I mean, Luffy's probably not going to come for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, and he, he does say that multiple times. Like, I, it doesn't matter. We're not friends anymore. They're not going to come pick me up. And they just kind of, like, skip over it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, no, you guys are friends. He's going to come save you, and I can, I can get revenge for destroying my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, a lot of the interaction between Usopp and Frankie's is, is interesting and good, both for characterizing... Frankie as well as like seeing where Usopp is is at but in, in this scene was like the they, they start the running gag of uh Frankie playing his guitar and singing incredibly sad songs <laughs> so that's good uh and he of course ensures that he's not actually crying he doesn't cry yep. and um, he doesn't cry it wouldn't be super cool to cry mm-hmm. super uh, cool uh, I really like this episode because it's like you you were this is this is bad radio, but it's like you were saying it when you were talking about Breaking Bad, the Fly episode. Oh, sure, um, yeah. In in the interstitial Discord, that's kind of how I got from like most of the Frankie Usopp interaction was just enclosed in Frankie's like makeshift hideaway base, mm-hmm. um, which it's kind of like his his actual home compared to like his hangout with his buds' home. But yeah, this is like this is like a workshop that he's in. Yeah, there isn't much like outside that takes place outside going on in this kind of whole episode around them Mm -hmm. talking about uh, what's going on with the Mary and Usopp basically leaving the straw hats. Yeah, yeah. I had a hard time picking what episode to end the last chunk on because I wanted you to see Luffy get fucking killed. But then. (laughs) <laughs> this at this episode that we're talking about now it has like the first half is that and then there's the the bottle episode with Frankie and and uh Usopp and I was like well I'll just choose the dramatic scary cliffhanger <laughs> instead of start this uh but now we're yeah. in this and yeah no that's it's 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 really good how these these two characters sort of play out in this space and it's and it's all kind of centered around the Mary as well in a way 
Yeah. It's interesting also that Us like Frankie's like, hey, so sorry about stealing all that money, by the way. Uh, because that's kind of <laughs> the thing that started this fight for you guys in a way. Um but also it's all gone. And Usopp's like <laughs> Usopp's like, I don't actually really hold a grudge because this would have happened anyway, which that's on a true. level is true. No amount of money could have fixed the Mary, uh, which yeah. is covered regularly, but still is a, a thing. I I also like Frankie being dramatic about it and Usopp's like why are you if it doesn't matter why are you making a big deal about it now <laughs> he mm-hmm. can't do anything about it yeah Frankie asks Usopp what he wants to do um and I think briefly offers him to just join his crew or join his not crew necessarily but like the Frankie family the the demolition yeah. construction workers and Usopp's like no I'm definitely still going to be a pirate and he says that he wants to um well, actually, he talks about going back to the East Blue, but I think that's later. Yeah. Frank, yeah, Frankie explains, oh, no, so Usopp says, why are you staying here when you can go on the sea train and go anywhere? And briefly, Frankie talks about the history of the sea train. Like, he sort of laments, like, oh, you say it like it's so easy, but it hasn't been around, and, like, it only, it's only been around, like, less than a decade. Um, yeah. And sort of laments the sea train and Tom, who made it, and says, uh, he said, his line specifically is, we were all saved by him, talking about Tom which is, you know, good foreshadowing. And um, then we cut to Lucci saying, oh, we know where Frankie is, and then the episode ends. So that's great. That's great. That's going to be good. But then the next, the next episode starts with Usopp saying that he wants to go back to East Blue, um, and Frankie's like, that's, uh, that's not going to happen on the Mary, though. Yeah. Uh, and there's, that's, that's most of this episode is another sort of just them in this room. Yeah. For the, for the episode. Dealing with the Mary situation. It's it's a lot of like Frankie's really trying to get across to Usopp that you're not gonna, you can't do anything with the ship, and he like in a way of of, of uh, like immersion therapy he just starts to tear apart the ship for him. Yeah, where he he like breaks off a big chunk and is like it, it we should just demolish it. It's no good. You can probably get good money for it, and you can join the our our demolition crew. And that that drives uh, Usopp into uh, almost a blind rage. Yeah, and I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> like that's I, I, I maybe that's just a bit of like disconnect where Frankie's like I'm just gonna prove it to him. Yeah, he does a thing to to because the thing about the going Mary is that like the is it the keel that it's called? Yeah. Um, the, the part of the ship that literally can't be replaced and once it's, once it's lived its lifespan, you're done. And it's at the bottom of the ship. And Frankie just sort of like, you know, just look for yourself and like throws Usopp in this water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to see it. And he does. And it's like, you see all the patchwork that's been done. And, and I, I guess I think vividly of that scene where I think post Skypea, they're like drifting down and Usopp's like literally working on the bottom of the damn ship as it, as yeah. they're still airborne. So, like, he should know, alas, this is when he sort of, like, faces it, and um, he, he, he eventually, in the scene, sort of breaks down and is like, I, I knew it on, on some level, I knew it couldn't be repaired, but I didn't want to, like, accept it. Yeah. I think this is when he brings up the weird thing he saw in Skypea. Yeah, he's, he bring he, and we, I completely forgot about it, I just. It's easy to forget about because it is not addressed <laughs> in Skypea. Yeah. He he brings back up when he woke up and saw a spooky ghost hammering away at the ship, and mm-hmm. when they woke up, it was like fixed and back in its regular shape. And 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to tell in that moment if it's just a weird sort of throwaway, like convenient Deus Ex Machina, or if it is a more yeah. complicated setup. And because, yeah. but then it's not addressed for the rest of fucking Skypea. Yeah, because it's especially it's on that like sacred holy land, and sure. at that time we don't know why it's considered holy when when the ship is getting repaired. Um, yeah, because they're, they're like on the altar. Yeah. So when uh, when he explains it to Frankie, he's like, uh, he's I saw a spirit, and he's like, the spirit was saying to us, "Don't worry, I'll keep you guys." going for a little while longer it's like i i felt like the the ship was speaking to me then like i wasn't sure if it was real or not but it felt like the ship was speaking to me mm-hmm. and i wrote down what it is the spirit it feels like a very german thing it, yeah it does the, the <laughs> name like, at least the name and just like the concept of elves coming awake like doing things at night and like mm, making yeah. shoes and stuff like that <laughs> but it's uh it's a Cloud Batalman? Yeah. My, my brother knows German. He could probably say that better. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I have always pronounced this Club Bowderman. Yeah. And Frankie's just like, oh, <laughs> I know exactly what that is. Yeah. And it's a spirit that manifests on a ship that's very cared for and loved by its crew. Mm-hmm. And that just. It, it, in a way, that just makes it all the more devastating that the ship can't go on. Like, the ship yeah. made a, a manifestation. Also, yeah, it, it has this, like, it's it's such a well-cared-for ship that it has developed this physically, well, maybe, on, maybe not physically, but, like, able-to-be-manifested bond, like, relationship yeah. that has formed uh, a spirit. And that, like, the thing that it says in Skypea is... A little bit longer, so like it knows it. Yeah, it uh, that like the ship is fully aware of what it is capable of, <laughs> which is wild <laughs> to talk about, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, and then so yeah, so Frankie is like, oh yeah, I've, I've heard stories, but I've never really heard someone say they really saw one. I guess probably recently. So that'll that's a thing that we've now sort of returned to as a concept, but. Frankie asks, uh, if, you, if you knew deep down that the ship couldn't go on much farther, why, why fight Luffy for it? And um, he says it's not really that simple. Um, but th- as, as they start that conversation, the doorbell rings. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's just the Frankie family coming to hang out. Mm-hmm. And then you hear it some more. And it keeps going. Yeah, and they get he, Frankie gets annoyed. It's like, guys, you know, you can just come in. So mm-hmm. his uh, his swimsuit babes Mozu and Kiwi go to check the door, and it's it's not good. It's not good. It is it is in fact Lucci, <laughs> Lucci and the gang, who murders them. Yeah, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> um, yeah, there's I think there's a moment that. Frankie Frankie wants to talk wants to deal with like he wants to respectfully end the Mary's life. Yeah. But right, we don't have time to talk about that anymore because it's <laughs> it is uh the next episode is what I would call go time for them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh and let's mm, for, we've seen Lucci kill Zoro and, and Luffy, who are the, <laughs> the strong ones of the crew. Yep. Sanji's nowhere to be fucking seen still. Um <laughs> And what the fuck is that guy ever doing? 
and <laughs> exactly yeah he just he, he really just fucks around yeah he's <laughs> fucking around um and uh we now have to see them deal with frankie and, and Usopp. uh so that's good that's gonna go great for them <laughs> so they so they do some fighting they reveal that they know that he's cutty flam and that can we we know you have the pluton blueprints and he's like how's iceberg like where's iceberg if you know all this and they're like dead as shit he's like fuck <laughs> uh and he's after this fighting frankie gets like blasted farther back into his workshop and it breaks down some walls and they see some drawing tables um and some like some some stuff referencing iceberg and tom and, and tom's workers and they start searching for um the these blueprints and I, I don't know who's telling the story, but we start to get some flashbacks about Tom's yeah. workers. It, it's, they, I don't, they don't really like have someone tell the story, but like when they the, the, cut the, the, to the viewer like the just picture, sees it. Yeah, it just kind of like flashes in after you see the picture. Okay. And uh, so, so, so Usopp <laughs> isn't really learning this, it's really just for the viewer. Yeah, that's what I got from it. Okay. Uh, and it's... Uh, Fra Frankie sure does have a, both a really funny backstory and a horrendously tragic backstory. Yeah. There's... um, <laughs> I won't... I actually, I won't finish that thought. <laughs> um, Frankie's backstory is... is, is, is Frankie has, like, a, a really, really good backstory for... Um, his character and for like the the sort of archetype of the the straw hat as you as i yeah. might say because he he has this relationship with his mentor who um is incredibly like perfect at what they do which we'll learn like is represented by his relationship to gold roger fucking surprise and <laughs> the the relationship to wanting to be the best at something and having like just the the most off the wall approach to doing it <laughs> Uh, and then of course things get fucking sad which only resolidify those motivations yeah um, the, the only straw hat that i think that we've seen that doesn't really have that is probably zoro and that's because zoro Zor a lot of zoro's motivation comes from mihawk uh yeah. which is not necessarily that mentor relationship and more of a uh, like it still has that strive to be the absolute best at something but yeah in in a different way than um, most other people's, and we don't we don't know fuck anything about Luffy yet, really. Yeah, if you think we don't about it at all. We know he has a brother, and he ate. He took a bite of gum gum. That's yeah. that's about it. He, I, <laughs> I guess we we know that he um, admires Shanks. We have we have his relationship with Shanks. Yeah. God, I'm just sitting here thinking about all the things I know about Luffy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, but let's let's focus on Water Seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. This sh so th I basically and I told you this I was like I'm not really gonna I don't have time to dig into this flashback so um I have I have snippets but I don't have anything from this episode. Okay, so this is it's it's interesting that stuff I thought might be throwaway things are are more involved like the the frog Yokozuna who keeps trying to fight the sea train. Yes. He's he's just part of Tom's builders. Yeah, I think I had I don't know if I I think I might have uh very intentionally not said anything about the frog. Um because there we 
There was one one of the reviews we got on iTunes was like, you can tell Joe's very excited because they're like, they'll be like, oh, that definitely comes up again later. And now I'm just like, <laughs> quit that. <laughs> I very intentionally stopped telling you fucking anything. Because um, it's something I'm, I'm, I'm willing to believe is just like there to just be there mm-hmm. like it's it's neat they don't really step why he's with them on, i don't know he just seems to be like a pet slash yeah worker? On, on on some level nothing in one piece is like that <laughs> and i think oh i don't think i don't know if i told you and i'm not going to bring it up now in case i didn't but there there's like a payoff that like the the most surprising payoff that i thought would literally never come back but does is like like i think i've told you like it was like a 400 episode gap between the two things yeah god and that is a lot (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so this the frog so so with what we cut flashback uh uh, a a child frankie is uh, riding one of his boats which he calls a battle frankie Mm -hmm. to uh, back to water seven and he gets attacked by a sea king which he wants to be able to murder a sea king with a boat and his current one can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he like crashes onto the Island and we see a younger iceberg and they are immediately just like screaming and arguing with each other. But it's not like a bad relationship. It's just their relationship definitely feels like younger brother, older brother. Yeah. Like, Frankie is def- definitely has traits of like a very younger brother type character, and it, I like their exchanges of stupid Berg and moron key. Yes, very good. <laughs> um, I I really really like the character designs of these two as kids. I think they're just really really good. <laughs> yeah, and, and Frankie looks like a, a quintessential like kid shonen main character. Oh yeah. Like you tune into Toonami at like seven o'clock when you're a kid, and you just see like this blue-haired kid in a uh, uh, unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt and a speedo with goggles on his head. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it's Co- Kokoro also appears, and she works with Tom Tom's Builders, mm-hmm. and her her design is kind of upsetting. Yeah, her um, design is fucking weird. <laughs> it, it's it's very much like uh, the witch on Drum Island. How he's like, oh, it was like, all right, time to draw a hot lady, and he's like, oh wait, I said she's a witch, so he gives her a witch head. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what Kokoro's design is like. Is I she's kind of kind of a fu- silly looking in eighteen years. So 18 years ago, she looks the same, but she has the hot anime lady body that this yeah, is the only she, body I know how to draw. She also <laughs> looks like kind of buff. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't think it was as bad if it wasn't Oda is kind of the thing, <laughs> which is 100% my feelings on, uh, the, the witch and drum Island as well, where I'm like, that's kind of like, I kind of like it. It's a good design, but it's yeah because it's Oda and it's like. Every woman has the exact same body type if they're deemed attractive yeah. in any way. <laughs> it's like, well, no, oh well. <laughs> it's uh, going back. Like the the most interesting thing about rewatching this show is like it didn't used to be that bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're, like the the stylization is one thing, but like it definitely wasn't like like some of some of uh, Nami's artwork in Skypea is like just really good. Yeah, but now I mean. 
look at what it looks like now and it's like <laughs> Jesus. Um but anyways, so yeah, so Kokoro is a big part of it's 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 almost like it almost looks like a nuclear family because it's yeah. it, it's Tom and Kokoro and then these two kids of Iceberg and um and Frankie and I guess kind of this weird third brother of the of the Yokozuna in a way. Just, I, I I was gonna say like a family pet. Yeah, it, it's definitely like more involved than a pet. Like it's definitely a sentient yeah. a sentient thing. It <laughs> yeah. just maybe doesn't speak English uh, or whatever language. So that's it's like a yeah. cartoon pet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like yeah, Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's Scooby Doo. Yo, what's new Yokozuna? Um, <laughs> I I'm too. I can I like my throat's been weird. Can I do zoinks? All right, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I've done it on another podcast. Um, yeah, so like, obviously it's, it's all chosen family, um, which is a, a good theme of that One Piece always fucking instills. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, as far as like the roles being filled, everyone's kind of there. I don't think there's any. I don't think they even insinuate any sort of relationship between Tom and Kokoro. No. But they just sort of the roles are kind of filled as they help each other and yeah. do things. It, it 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 we 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 get kind of an idea that every with Tom with Tom's builders and everything they're like a nice it's a good business and we can imagine they get good work done because they're I have like a family dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what do they do? What are they doing? They they're just uh having a good old time when uh oh. A massive giant fucking ship pulls up to Water Seven, <laughs> where it's the the townspeople talk about that it's a judicial ship, mm-hmm. which I think it is. T- it, it would make sense, but it's also terrifying that the government is very serious about these things. So they have a giant courtroom on that just sails the seas, so it, they don't have to like take bring people, people to yeah. an island. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's even. Like, Inya's Lobby is so sort of nebulous in what it actually is as an island. I don't know, like, I guess Mary Jo, a lot of stuff happens there as far as, like, judge legal shit. But, like, yeah, yeah. The, the the concept of, like, yeah, we're just going to put our court on a boat and send it to you seems like <laughs> probably a pretty efficient fucking way to do things. <laughs> Especially, like, that That's that makes it easier for, like, this is, this is real-world comparisons, but it's, like, someone just, like gets bond and just like skips town can't do that on this they come to you yeah like that's <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's kind of like the way you would you would adapt it to the the world government's <laughs> control over fucking ocean world so yeah and they they they, they come to, to arrest tom and they're like hey we we know you're responsible for um building the uh a gold rogers ship mm-hmm. the is it the oro jackson yes does oro mean gold i might be wrong anyways <laughs> i could look it up did that the court says that uh him helping out gold roger is just as bad as what gold roger did um yeah that's that's an interesting thing they really they really like nail into like this tom narrative also oro does mean gold and, and oh. uh, it says Italian, so um, oh, neat. I don't know why I remembered that so vividly, but I did. <laughs> uh, so 
Yeah, so they, they sort of are like, hey, the most successful pirate in the world that we are super peeved with uh, for, for doing that, his ship was made by you. And like holding him accountable for that is sort of this an interesting way they sort of set up what it means to be a shipwright, at least in the instance of Tom and by proxy yeah. Frankie. Yeah. So there's that 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 begins. And um in in the middle of it that he uh Tom basically talks up he, he gets him like because he's strong enough he's strong enough that the Marines can't do anything to like pull away. He just gets up and like, hey, I'm working on this super cool thing that if you send me to Eddie's Island, Eddie's lobby to execute me, it could be problems for the whole ocean. I'm working because something they, they, they kind of touch over is that um, water seven is kind of in a bad spot, not mm-hmm. just with like the Aqua Laguna and stuff, but there isn't a lot of trade with the Island. And even at, you see like shots of people like drinking, like even our, us proud builders on here, we don't get any work done because of pirates and the government. And he, he mentions a sea train, which will connect uh, Water 7 to tons of other islands in the Grand Line, while also uh, building trade and relationships between these islands, making it prosperous for everyone. And also mentions it makes it, it'll be, make it easier for government transport. So they don't have to send a terrifying a ship under terrifying conditions because the way the sea train works, it can get across the ocean and it goes with the waves so mm-hmm. that like bad way, like bad uh, conditions, it can still function just fine. Yeah. And the uh, the judge is like, oh, well, 10 years. How long will it take you to build it? 10 years. All right. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and w- while uh, while this stuff is going on. Um, we got, uh, a cypher pole five mm-hmm. har- harassing Tom about special blueprints, similar to what we saw with, uh, iceberg and just be like, we don't have anything like that. What are you talking about? And he, he's upset that Tom is, uh, getting away with this because of that. Yeah. Does, <laughs> so this is, is this, uh, the introduction then of Spandam? Or is I believe a... so. Okay. Because you just said a CP5 member, but I didn't know if that was like... Yeah. If it was Spandam specifically, who... Yeah. God, do I fucking hate Spandam. He is a bastard. He's the worst. <laughs> and both, as, both as to look like... at and his actions. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I, th- like, I like that they cut um to, uh... After Tom's like, yeah, this, uh... The sea train is f- filling us with hope, and t- Tom, uh, to- like, um, Frankie is pretty upset about the fact that the government wants to execute Tom, who's basically like his father figure and his hero. And we get a flashback to uh, how they met Frankie, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it's really funny. Like it, it's it's in a way that's just it's sad, but the the just like the the way like how goofy it is it comes across funny is that on like the scrap island where they get all the stuff for the ships and it's where we were introduced to this flashback at. Um, Tom and Iceberg were just on the scrap island and two years ago, 
and they just found this kid who made a cannon out of just the junk on there and was shooting cannonballs. <laughs> it was like, hey, hey, kid, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my uh, my parents abandoned me here because I'm annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's def- yeah, it's definitely like, man, that's really like, wow, that sucks. It's a- but it's, also, just like the the the, <laughs> the the especially the cadence that you delivered it in, uh, is just being like so matter of fact and like he doesn't like it doesn't even really seem like he's really bothered the way yeah. you, the way you phrase it. So he's just like, my parents are pirates. They left me here because they couldn't put up with me. So it's whatever. And Tom, Tom finds it funny and endearing and brings him in. And <laughs> Iceberg asks for his name. And is like it's Cuddy Flam. And even as a kid, he's like, "That's that's a weird name. How about we just call you Frankie?" Like, okay, what? Just sure. call me whatever. I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Frankie's good. Yeah, Frankie's like he's definitely like sort of hardened by whatever he's gone through. But yeah, uh, on, on some level, it's kind of just like he's just kind of stronger for it. It, it. it is it is kind of fun to know that like part of what makes Usopp. Like what was heart wrenching about Usopp's lies and stuff, and it's built into his character is that it's like a coping mechanism for him in a way mm-hmm. because of stuff with his mom. Well, with Frankie, his eccentricities aren't like part of that. It's just who he it's is. Just, it's just who he is. Uh-huh. Like we do as a kid when he's like with the battle, Frankie, when talking about it, he does like the super thing and puts his arms together, yeah. even though he doesn't have. The super robot arms with stars on them. Yeah, yet. it's. Uh, the, the, I guess <laughs> the the difference of Frankie would be like he is so sure of who he is, um, and and like his personality and his eccentricities, and yeah. it has caused him problems. He gets, uh, <laughs> he is looked down upon because of them, and it doesn't. It never really faults him. Like he never, yeah. he never thinks, oh man, I should stop being so loud <laughs> and and excited about things. <laughs> Or do things a different way. He he he's very steadfast in like being who he is, and and I'm glad because he's good. Yeah, he's a very <laughs> good boy. He's a he's a good boy. And we we get like shots of them working on the C train while Frankie's just making more mm-hmm. battle Frankies. Also, if, if I told you that Frankie is in, in in the present that we are in right now, if if I told you Frankie is 34, would you be surprised? Or I would be if they didn't in these flashback sessions say that it's been like a couple decades. <laughs> they they finally like clearly established the timeline that's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Like it's taken 250 episodes for them to be like, this has been the actual set times mm-hmm. instead of like having to draw from clues and stuff. It is yeah. nice to have like context. Yeah, so I, one, I, I believe that One Piece stays kind of nebulous with with times. There's a couple things that are are important that um I, I think like this obviously sets up a pretty specific timeline of like um all right so this is when the Oro Jackson would have been built. This is when Frank, yeah. like this is like the timeline of like the C train existing and so, so, like it purely establishes how old Frankie is. And then there's other things that are like just enough like like. <laughs> <laughs> he he always drops just enough, and I'm thinking of one very specific thing, which is weird because I'm thinking about it because of a headcanon I have. It has not been confirmed, <laughs> but like, like, it's so good. Um, 
God, I can't wait to talk about that in the hundred years. <laughs> um, and the episode ends with uh the sea train being put to get like the it's like maiden voyage basically, and something that we see that I think is really neat is we see uh young Polly. Oh yeah, for like for like rope two boy. seconds. Yeah, we see a rope boy before he's a rope dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see people who have, we've seen seen that both Iceberg and Frankie have c- clearly aged. Frankie is taller and has hair on his legs, mm-hmm. and still not Iceberg, still not wearing pants. <laughs> yep, still not wearing pants, which they have a good gag with that. Yep. <laughs> um, and Iceberg has like a more defined face and looks like older, and it it cuts back into the next episode. We kind of get the the recap of what's happened uh we get to see luffy and zoro fucking dying again um causing uh there's it's horrifyingly stormy because aqua lagoon is coming and um luchi is it, it's back to luchi and them in like uh frankie's workshop having a conversation about the pluton and frankie is like no there's nothing i don't know what you're talking about Luchi's very upset. Khalifa, <laughs> mm-hmm. our uh, whip, whip, dommy, mommy, um, has a has a terrifying thorn whip now. Yeah, that is uh, tying every everything up, and it's it cuts it cuts back to uh, the flashback again after they're arguing about like. The stuff that happened eight years ago, where mm-hmm. uh, after the sea train stuff, um, the ju- the judicial ship is coming back, and we see also you know, Tom is pretty happy because he's like, oh, they're just gonna let me go because of ha- this great thing I did for the Grand Line, mm-hmm. and oh, I guess um, I thought Spandam was earlier, so I was wrong. Sorry oh, about so, that. So this is when Spandam arrives. Okay. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was that first one. He was younger. But uh, Spandam is there, and he gets hit in the face by a cannonball <laughs> from Frankie, mm-hmm. who has his newest battle, Frankie 35. That's a lot. That's, 35 battle Frankie. That's a lot of BFs. <laughs> Where and Fra- Frankie has, he's still on this quest, and he's finally happy that he built a ship and a weapon strong enough to kill a sea king. Mm-hmm. And I like this scene too, because when he hits Spandam, it's not, it, you would think it's just like a throwaway thing, but they do basically establish here that Spandam is very accident prone. <laughs> yeah. Spandam, Spandam can eat shit. And he, <laughs> yeah. and he regularly does. <laughs> but, but never, it's, it's never enough. You know, I'm never quite satisfied with how much shit Spandam eats. It's not eats. enough. Um, Iceberg is, is upset about Frankie's, like, childish nature with this stuff, and he's like, uh, c- comes across from, like, you have all these battleships, and they're dangerous, and Frankie's ignoring him, he's like, stupid mm-hmm. Berg, I don't care what you have to say, yeah. like, no, you don't understand. Ice, Iceberg's, uh, perspective, like, so Tom teaches both of these, these kids how to do how to be shipwrights and like instills his yeah. his um his 
morals and ethics into them. And and Iceberg comes out considerably more utilitarianist than than Frankie does. Whereas Frankie, like Iceberg, is way more concerned about like doing things that exclusively like are good for the sake of like a lot of people. Yeah. And Frankie has like passion projects and things that are like as long as like like it's dangerous, but I'm not using it for dangerous things or whatever. Yeah. Which two two very different outcomes of of Tom's workers and in in very heavy commentary. I I don't know if Oda intended it as because we mm-hmm. never know. But we never know he, except for like some things are like <laughs> there's there's like one thing that I'm like we know, <laughs> yeah. and it's a little messy, and that's how I'm like. <laughs> That's and that's how I know like it, it works when he doesn't intend it to. <laughs> yeah. Iceberg has this like clear line of these weapons will harm somebody even if it's not your intent. Mm-hmm. Like that is what these things are crafted to do is to cause harm and destruction. Yeah. Even if you are not if you yourself are not planning to use them in that way. Yeah, you are you are you are still bringing harm machines into existence. Yes, which establishes his his um feelings about the pluton, which we could, we kind of gathered from mm-hmm. him not even yeah. wanting to have the plans, him giving them to Frankie. There's something It's not only like Yeah. It it, it it's like it, him giving the plans Frankie isn't just like Oh, they think you're dead, so you take them. But it's also, Iceberg does not like the fact that the idea for this exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm still upset, wondering why it exists in the first place, if Tom doesn't even really seem to like that it exists. Sure. But I'll find out about it, I'm sure. Yeah. And also, <laughs> Iceberg is just, like, giving it to him. Like, yeah, he doesn't want to have something like that in his possession, so he's going to give it to Frankie for for that and because no one's gonna expect him to have it Mm -hmm. yeah there's pluton is a thing that's very interesting um as a plot device uh and it's kind of drawn up as this like you know in case we need it thing um yeah but in like there's a scene i think where frankie is like let's just fucking build it and they're like, yep. no, no, <laughs> you missed the whole yep. goddamn point of res- like the whole responsibility aspect of creating like or like having the ability to create Pluton. And yeah. the fact that Iceberg trusts her with it is interesting uh, <laughs> after so long. Um, yeah. And uh, well, fandoms, they're basically to be like, hey, you got the plans for the Pluton? And Tom's just, no, I don't. That's funny. He's like, the, Tom has like a nice, like, dad aesthetic I going love on. Tom is so good. I don't think we've mentioned that he's a fish man. He, 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 yeah, we didn't. And they didn't even really bring it up until like. Yeah, until Spandam's racist a little bit later. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I and, think it's, I think it's Lucci. Everyone's kind of racist. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, he's, yeah, he's, he's this big guy. He's this big fish boy. And he's he's just so cool. He has this big hearty laugh. He's got a beard. Yeah, yeah. No, he's so cool. If if for the people who listen to this show and don't watch One Piece, just like look up some images of like when when we point out like, oh man, Kid Frankie looks cool. Or God, I really love yeah. the aesthetic that that Tom has. Like, look it up. It's good. It, Tom just has his aura of dad to yeah, him. Yeah, and he just has a hearty laugh. He's like, that's nonsense. Why would anyone have something like that? Mm-hmm. And Spandam's like, hey, buddy, 
we know you built Gold Roger's ship, so if you don't give us those plans, we're gonna tell the Marines. And he's like, oh, they know, they're here. They're here to tell me that I'm free to go because I helped the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's fandom, like... Uh, this in the eyes of the government my good has outweighed my bad uh <laughs> yeah and fandom is very upset about this everything that happens is a result of fandom's fragile pride and masculinity i fucking hate fandom so much <laughs> that's that's what makes this rough is it's like he's more upset about like not being able to be on top than he is about the good that someone that like Tom has has done. Yeah, yeah. So what when the the, the judicial ship is comes up, um, everyone in town's like, hey, it, it's scary that he's here, but everyone in town's like, oh, Tom Tom's good to go. Even on like the judicial ship, they're like, this is this is all formality, right? And it's like, yeah, but we kind of have to do it. And Tom Tom shows. Like like you're saying, Tom shows them uh, the plans, and Frank's like, "Hey, let's build it." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, also, let's just do Tom it. Puts, he, he just wants he down... just wants to have the most powerful weapon imaginable, just to prove to himself that he can do it because he has <laughs> yeah. not grasped the feel of like what responsibility is. Like, watch watch that first Spider Man movie, dude. And also, he puts down a poster of Robin. And it's oh, like, yeah. there's also the problem of her existing with the Pluton blueprints existing, which hasn't completely paid off yet. Yeah, no, she <laughs> she she can read things, and that's a bummer for people. That's yeah, that's it, it's weird that like her, she's so attached to the Pluton, mm-hmm. like it. I would have just assumed it was like a just a thing with a crocodile. How he knew. She could get him to the Pluton, and he wants the Pluton because he's a power-hungry maniac. Yeah. Then The next day, Frankie's like, hey, I'm going into the town to get some stuff. And Kokoro's like, hey, put on some pants. Last time you went out into town without pants, there was everyone screaming about a pervert in town. Which, I mean, he's wearing a swimsuit, so I don't know if it's that odd. But it is funny. <laughs> oh, I'm reading about. I'm reading because I, I had some messy, some messy information the last time we talked about Pluton. Um, mm. So, and I don't know if this has been revealed yet, which is why I'm like skeptical to to talk about it. Um, so, because I I was like, is it the same? Are we sure we're talking about the same weapon? If there's like, if, if there's a Poneglyph for it and a the blueprints for it like what like where what where is the goal actually and um and i this might have just been some details missed between talking about everything but like so that i guess there's one that exists and that's what the poneglyph says where it's hidden um okay and then also there are still blueprints for it so that makes sense yeah yeah um, because crocodile seemed to just want to achieve this weapon and and not just build get, it. Yeah, he just he was like he was trying to find Pluton. Um, yeah, and he was getting Robin to read these poneglyphs to that would reveal the location of it. Yeah, and oh man, I just remembered another theory. Uh, and um, I can't wait till can we just catch up on One Piece real quick <laughs> so this can be a goddamn like so I can just start saying bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's the end goal. So we become a speculation podcast. Yeah. 
if, that, if we ever fucking catch up. <laughs> there are things that I speculated like early on when we recorded this show that like have like it's been so long, like so much has passed in that time <laughs> where I'm like, well, there goes that. Uh, or oh, I I think there's have I been right about anything? I don't think it's been that long because I still I'm still holding out for my one theory. But uh, it, uh, I, I had a guess about who the next Straw Hat would be, and I was like, there's still time. He could still be, like, the next one. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, so I guess, like, the, it was designed and constructed. It was designed and constructed during the... Um, are you, uh, have we talked about how the Poneglyphs um, contain history for a century that nobody remembers? Yeah, the, the Poneglyphs, and that's why the Marines don't want her to yeah, read it. Yeah, they because something happened. Some... So, something <laughs> happened in the Void Century that the government doesn't want anyone to fucking know about, and that is so upsetting. <laughs> and like the, to the fact that Robin is this like grade A criminal just because she can fucking read. <laughs> that's that's some even deeper commentary yeah. where the the state doesn't want you to to learn. Yeah, like it, and, and like especially with her specifically, she just wants to know the history of it. Yeah, it, she doesn't even have any like she she just wants to she just wants She's to curious. preserve. And I will also like um and this is a bit like maybe deep diving a bit farther into Robin than like we've learned, but like she uh has this sort of. Her motivation is a lot of like preservation of information. She doesn't want yeah. she doesn't want it lost to time, and she doesn't want it behind like only the government knows or whatever. Um, <laughs> she's she's very passionate about literal research and like just knowledge being accessible to people. And like yeah. uh, one rat of shit. Two, uh, what the fuck did the government do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what like was Pluton used? <laughs> What does it do? It's all kind of <laughs> fucked up if you think about it. Uh, that Pluton being used seems like the most likely thing. But, like, what does it do? But it's probably more horrific than that because it destroys islands. So there has to be something that, like, is even more terrifying about mm -hmm. it. <laughs> One Piece is so massive. And, like, we are so focused on just, like, these ten, like, ten people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! Okay, um, so that was our our aside for the mechanics of what Pluton is, so we can finally fucking iron it out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So the the blueprints. Um, Tom shows the blueprints of it to um, to Iceberg and and Frankie. Um, to his to his darling children. Yeah, and the the concern with Robin is that she can is she can read the blueprints. Like they've been passed down for so long, they're also written in that language. I think is what's said. So I think it's like a combination of like, they need the blueprints and they need Robin and then they get Pluton. So there's that. Yeah. Um, Frankie wants so, to build it. Frankie <laughs> wants to build it. And uh, Spandam is feeling very uh, hurt that he doesn't get to be. And talking to the judge, he's also very upset that um, Tom's going to get away for free, basically, mm -hmm. even though he, he needs to get the plans for the Pluton. And what happens is when the judicial ship pulls into the harbor, it gets shot by cannons. Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, that's not good. And immediately, everyone's like, what's going on? And we cut and we see uh, and guess and, and Iceberg was right. Those weapons aren't being used for 
those weapons are being used for harm. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fleet of battle Frankies. Oh no, not the BFs. <laughs> the BFs are attacking, uh, attacking the judicial ship. Never trust and, a BF. <laughs> and it's really bad. Like a horrific assault. And as soon as Frankie realizes what's going on, he runs back to the scrap island and uh, Iceberg and Tom also see what's going on and head over and they see that it's uh, CP5 that are doing it and basically are like, hey, you can't do anything about this. Ha ha, you're, you're done. And they, they fire at Iceberg and Tom and fucking murder Iceberg and Tom. Yeah, rip. <laughs> That's pretty fucked, right? It, it's... Uh, Fr Frankie comes back and they... they uh, Iceberg and him get, get into a fight and that uh, the Battle Frankies were used for the thing I was... They did what I was telling you about. This is, this is your fault. Mm -hmm. Why would you do this, Frankie? And Tom, Tom kind of like stops that, and Frankie's like in horrific pain because there's a, a giant uh, spear through Tom, and he feels really bad because he mentions to Tom that he made the the like spear in a way that you can't pull it out once it's inside. To which um, Tom just kind of takes it out. <laughs> yeah, he just does it anyway. It's like fuck you, because he's a fish man. Mm -hmm. Big, big, um, strong dad. And um, I, Iceberg's upset with Frankie, saying, "Hey, if if Tom is murdered for this, I can't ever forgive you." Yeah, that's and, pretty fucked. Yeah, uh, it's emotionally emotionally fucked. Um, for us as the viewer, it, it is. It's it's like I, I tweeted when I was watching this. It's like, oh boy. I sure hope Frankie's backstory isn't filled with uh, emotional trauma and heartache. Yeah, but whoops, <laughs> forgot what show you were watching, I think. Yeah. <laughs> One Piece, I think, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think about, like, I think One Piece consistently tops itself with sad backstories. I think, like, yeah. each one is progressively worse, which is fucked because you think about which ones you haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, um, I love One Piece so much. So, Tom is, there. like, all of Tom's workers are under arrest because this attack was staged with Frankie's ships on the, uh, the judicial ship, and also it ended up attacking uh, Tom and, and Iceberg, uh, just, for the, yeah. just for the emotional punch for us, um, and for, for Frankie. Um, so where, where does that lead? Do we, do we not yet know why those ships did that? Um, we, do, we, we, we do know that... Uh... Spandam was basically just trying to frame yeah. Frankie and Tom so they could get some kind of like conviction on him, basically. Yeah, so some sort of leverage. And also, Tom and Frankie are also like captured and under arrest. Mm -hmm. That's fucked. Um, yeah, so Spandam's was like, oh, well, you, if you're not gonna, if we, if we don't have the leverage of the Oro Jackson, I need to make a new leverage. And yeah. uh, it just so happened that Frankie, one of Tom's workers, made a bunch of weapons. That could just be picked up and used, I guess. Um, yeah. Because I guess he just left him at the scrap dock. 35 BFs. <laughs> so that's, that's bad. How does that scene play out then of them, like, being sort of under arrest and 
So it's just the townspeople talking like, why why would Tom do something like this? Yeah. Um, because he was going to be basically acquitted for building the sea train. Um, yeah, it kind of doesn't make any goddamn fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Spandam basically says he's the one who stopped the attack and he'll take over to the investigation. Everyone's worried. Oh, me too. And, uh, for Frankie, it, it's, it's just, uh, th- this is where we get like Tom instilling the values yeah. even more deeply where Frankie's like, those, those weren't my ships. I made them, but they weren't my ships because nothing I made would ever do something ho- that horrible. Yeah, which is... Av- they av- mine. And in and, and, and his rebuttal of that, like, well, I mean... So, so Tom, hearing this, decides to break his fucking handcuffs and punch Frankie. Yes! <laughs> which, he could just do that! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, to God. And the fact that Tom was just going along with it, even though he could just break out, is, is really interesting. Uh, but yeah, so his... his ins- what he instills in Frankie is like, they are still your ships. Like, and that's, yeah. uh, uh, like, both, like, always be proud of what you accomplished, but also, like, on a level of, like, responsibility. Like, you have created yes. these things. You cannot, yeah. like, you cannot create weapons of, of destruction and then just say, they're... It's not my fault. It's not my fault that someone used them to do bad. <laughs> yeah. Because you created a thing that could do it. And Tom isn't really weighing, like, like Tom is kind of this, like, Tom is a centrist in, in that yeah. he... <laughs> he he doesn't like he thinks you know if you can do it you can do it, um and iceberg is like the very far other side like uh like Frankie's like all right well I'm gonna do it and then like not take responsibility if something bad happens um as a result and iceberg's like just never do it just never make the thing that does bad yeah so that's an interesting dynamic that they carry um but yeah so what 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 happens after Tom sort of like punches Frankie down and um. Te- like tells him like to to sort of own what he creates yeah so he this is this is this is rough <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> you know what you know what's I, I, the thing that i really really love about this show and that i've heard other people ex- express is we we always find a way to like get into like a we, we're always just discussing one piece but we always find a way to realize that it's also bitingly timely to discuss these things yeah and a, a lot of it a lot of it i never thought about because i was watching it <laughs> so so young and like like when yeah. i got to dress rosa i was at this point of political maturity where like i saw what dress rosa was fucking doing and then <laughs> r- going back to this show was was sort of revisiting like oh man one piece has always sort of been on this this trend <laughs> yeah um, with, uh, with, w- with what plays out is Tom is kind of like, uh, he, he attacks Spandam because he's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck Spandam. Like, he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Hey, Iceberg Frankie, don't get involved. Um, the Marines shoot him. Mm-hmm. With, and... with tranquilizers, I believe. Yes. And he falls down from the pain. Um, Tom, they they mentioned Eddie's lobby. Uh, Tom is like, "Hey, the the Tom, Tom basically says, hey, the raid on the ship was me. Uh, pardon me for the crime.'" And the judge is like, "Well, 
that still leaves you with building uh the Oro Jackson mm-hmm. for Gold Roger, and that you will get the maximum penalty of death. And this is this is the moment where he's he's like, you get a you know what he believes. He says he'd rather be uh tried for the thing he's proud of. He's a shipbuilder. He's he's gonna stay forever proud that he built the ship. Mm-hmm. He'd rather go down for that than for anything else. He'd rather be executed because of uh of that. <laughs> yeah. Because he's proud of building the ship and like he was just expressing to them is you you can't back down from what you've made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um not to spoil anything about Frankie's character development, but I do want to say that his where he ends up as a, as a synthesis of all the things around him is really, really interesting, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, so that's soul-crushing, um, that <laughs> everything you just said, that Tom's like, I'm like, uh, Tom, Tom knows that these are just kids. Yeah. And, and doesn't think they should be involved or held responsible for these actions, which are so out of their control. And I think there's there's a level of reading to say, like, Tom's a fish man. He knows what it's like to have no control against uh, how he's viewed by people, especially the government. Yeah. And I think the, the act of him, one, causing a scene and making himself seem more aggressive uh, and then taking, like, hold me responsible for everything. Don't do it to these kids. And I want to be tried for specifically the thing that is proud of, that he's proud of and that he did and that rather than like he's very specific about the thing that he is tried for is really interesting even though like that's the more severe one yeah and i don't think it's specifically mentioned but because um he's getting acquitted for that one he's also getting tom he's getting also getting frankie and iceberg in the clear for it because that's the one that they were involved in Mm -hmm. I was doing quotes with my fingers there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and pinned for. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to, to take in. <laughs> well, yeah. Frankie uh, gets real upset and smashes Spandam's face in. Good. <laughs> with a gun, which he deserves. He deserves worse. But yeah. he, he smashes his face in with a gun. Fuck Spandam. I think you, uh, I remember you tweeting Spandam's design and being like, oh, I didn't know uh, Odo watches wrestling. Um, yeah. And I think that you actually hit the nail on the head of what Spandam's design is based off of. Because <laughs> I, as we've talked about, like uh, so many One Piece characters are just pop culture references. Yeah. I think that, I think that is the one, actually. <laughs> that, 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 that could be it. It's either, it's, <laughs> it's either that. I think someone has said maybe it's the, the, uh the mask that what's uh fuck um is it just is his Han- name just hannibal and hannibal lecter yeah and I, I can't remember the name of the film because i'm uncultured um silence of the lambs that's it it's so it's so fucked in like telling of like what online culture is like that when i think of hannibal i exclusively think of mads mickelson <laughs> but anyways <laughs> also yeah silence of the lambs fucking sucks um <laughs> Yeah, um, that's why I don't fucking care about it. I I associate that movie with transphobia. <laughs> that's that's valid. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's uh he he d- disforms Spandam's face, which I wish it was more 
and this is this is uh one things get get awful mm-hmm. even worse you don't think they could get worse they always but... do <laughs> Fr- frankie basically chases down the c train because he's he's not letting it t- get away with tom and he tom jumps onto the train tracks and is like he's gonna stop it he's gonna do whatever he can so that they don't run off with 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 tom oh yeah you, so frankie and... jumps on the tracks you you said tom jumps um, oh whoops yeah. yeah so frankie jumps on the tracks trying to stop the train um and that tom, fandom i think i think we've seen someone else trying to stop the train on the tracks haven't we we sure have yeah <laughs> and he does. It was, remember, it was a cursory thing. Kogoro says he does that every day, doesn't he? He does it every day. It's a cursory thing we skipped over about like Frankie will teaches like Yokozuna how to just to do like goofy things. Oh yeah. And Frankie, he jumps on the tracks to stop the train, and Spandam is notified by one of the rings like, "Hey, the kid's on the train tracks." Spandam's like, "I don't have to worry about him." It's not, we got the guy we came here for who gives a shit. Mm -hmm. And he's like maniacally laughing about it because he thinks it's funny. Yeah, no, Spandam fucking sucks. (laughs) And we we get the deep internal struggle monologue of Frankie saying he wants to keep making ships and he can't, uh, can't love ships that hurt people and he's like has his arms out ready to tackle the ship yeah he he's, just... he so adamantly hates ships that hurt people <laughs> yet he makes things that can and like that yeah that's the that's like the thing that he has to go through <laughs> and it just gets gets hit by the yeah train. no he can't stop the fucking train um yeah. he is this he is just a teenager well no he's he would have been in like his 20s i guess but he's still like yeah he's still a, a dumb kid yeah he's just still just I mean, a, a skinny <laughs> dude I mean, eight years later, he's still kind of just a dumb kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, I mean, yeah, so the train just destroys him, knocks, like, knocks Ob- him aside. Obliterates him. We see his ripped up uh, button-up hula shirt, and we see cracked goggles, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's upsetting. Yeah. Where, where does it go from there? Do we, what, is there more flashback? Or? We just, we just flashback where Lucius is like, yeah, Tom. Tom was he. He heard from citizens that like that Tom was a strong guy, and that citizens don't really talk about him. And Frankie doesn't want to be around him anymore. And Usopp's like, Frankie, calm down, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Lucci says some some mean shit about Tom, and Frankie's not a fan of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Lucci says that now that Frankie is. He was presumed dead, but now that he's been found alive, um, or that Cuddy, I guess Cuddy Flame has been found alive, um, he's going to be charged for some of that shit now. And yeah. off to in, in his lobby, as if to, <laughs> what there wasn't enough just in remembering all those things. Um, and then tell me, tell me what happens next, specifically with this transponder snail that starts that enters oh. the scene. Uh, he pulls up the transponder snail, and we see a cut to a, a shitty asshole f- mouth mm-hmm. and he we see like purplish hair and we oh, through the transponder snail this this dumb idiot uh is spilling coffee on himself yeah because he's just 
a stupid loser. Yeah, how many stupid and losers do we know? <laughs> Two, mostly just him at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> mostly just this one man who's like Frankie. I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I get to get to do this again. I'm glad it, it's uh, I'm surprised to hear from you, but this this makes me happy that we're doing this. Frankie doesn't. Like, Frankie doesn't even yeah. remember who he's talking to. Nope. Frankie doesn't know. And he's <laughs> this is for eight years, and he's like, "It's it's me. It's Spandam. You know what you did to me?" He's like, "Spanda, the Spanda guy." He's like, "No, it's Spandam." <laughs> and that's that's where it ends. Is yeah. him thinking it's funny that he's a he's resting, and it also uh, cutting into the next episode just continues their their phone call. Yeah, where. <laughs> He's he's just like hey I'm happy to see you at his lobby, and he's like yeah I get to I get to execute and and put him on trial, and he cuts a lamp with a sword in that and order, the, and, the, and the lamp sets him on fire. Yeah, I forgot I I forgot about his sword. I didn't think we'd seen it yet. Or if we they didn't if it's really if, do anything with a sword, if it's the same sword in the flashback at least, I don't know if it's the same sword that I'm thinking of that he has later, um, mm. but. It does. Oh, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> if it is cool. If not, whatever. Yeah. So that that all happens. Well, is there what else? Is there anything significant in that scene before we we check back up on on everyone else? Yes. Okay. So they're taking away Franking and Usopp's. Like, hey, let let him go. <laughs> and immediately, Usopp, they they just give him a mean glare, and Frankie's upset that Usopp was willing to give in that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Kaku or not Usopp, the a yeah. man who has a square nose instead of a, a, a rounded nose mm -hmm. that's long, remembers Usopp and he's like, Hey, even though we're uh, we're um, I this is kind of separated, but it's it works in uh, easier to condense it. It he's like, Hey, even though we're secret government agents in these last five years, we're all the work so we could get to Iceberg. We're still really good shipwrights, and I wasn't bullshitting you. The ship isn't going to survive. Mm -hmm. um, and when we cut away, we we catch up on like Chopper picks up a sword. Yeah, um, we, they're trying to we, put yeah, out the, the they're trying to put out the fire of Iceberg's house. Mm -hmm. uh, Iceberg's pet mouse Tyrannosaurus is trying to look sad and is trying to wake him up. Yeah, he's only been with Iceberg for like a day, but he's very attached to. It. I mean, yeah. Iceberg, Iceberg. I imagine if he's the mayor of the, if he's the capitalist mayor of this city mm -hmm. that everyone loves, he has to have some kind of yeah. charisma yeah. to yeah. him. And I, that I, th I think we get a rat. <laughs> yeah, I think to, we've to... seen enough of him to know that like he he just <laughs> his his personality is very endearing. Yes. And yeah, so yeah, we see them still tied up and knocked out. Chopper gets kind of out and picks up Zoro's sword. Um, and there, so there was some stuff in the flashback episodes. We saw we didn't talk about it, I don't think. But like, just every episode would kind of open up with like, "Here's Zoro running, and uh, Luffy stuck in a, yeah. in a building." <laughs> so they're not actually dead. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, but it was it was easier to just talk about all the flashback stuff. Yeah. It's just like slowly, piece by piece, we get that thing. It's like it, it is nice to get that because in uh, Skypea, there's just a lot of where the fuck is Luffy? Yep. And I, well, yeah, it was like every episode would be like, "Up, oh, still on that snake." Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, remember, remember when things were so simple? 
Luffy just got stuck in a snake for like 11 episodes. <laughs> Luffy was just being bored for eight, eight episodes. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're and now we're here with political drama and I guess I guess we got pretty political in Skypea too, but Yeah. That's the show kind of. That's that's this. Yeah, let's see. That's what One Piece really is. Yeah, and I well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people who really appreciate One Piece without getting like into an ounce of the politics. And I think I mean, it's like the most successful shonen anime ever. So yeah. it's, it's, I think, I, I think if it was any, I think if it was heavy handed with it or intentional with it, it, yeah. might, it, it wouldn't be as successful, but I really like, it's all, it's all there to read. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what our show is. Uh. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Water 7's in, in, in quite of a mess. Yeah. His straw hats just seem to bring trouble wherever they go. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's this is this is a quick comparison, but I, I do think it's fun that like JoJo has a specific like mentioning as to why bullshit just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Like they mentioned that all these people who have these powers, they're just like cosmically drawn to each other for sure. some reason. Yeah. Well, but this is just like oh. they're just always in like but <laughs> they're it, always in trouble simultaneously the right place and the wrong place at the right slash wrong time <laughs> because yeah. it because they keep being into these situations that they are end up being important to them or uh valuable for them to be in and do but also like <laughs> they never catch a fucking break <laughs> yeah so that's that's the that's these the straw hat experience yeah um the, i there's a there's a very long stretch of One Piece where nothing they do is actually on purpose. <laughs> I I and even even when they do start doing things on purpose, like they're they're never in control. So, uh, yeah, all, all this stuff just seems like they they're getting dragged into it. Yeah, like um, them trying to like find Robin mm-hmm. is basically the most like I yeah. feel like is the most direct they've been yeah, since we and, started and here. We'll, we'll end this episode with them going towards Zinya's lobby. So. That's that's easily like the first thing I think they've done really on yeah. purpose as far as like where they're going and why they're doing it. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, maybe Skype Same with Nami. Kind of Skypea, I guess. They did yeah. like they they ended up on Jai and were like fuck it, yeah, let's go to the Sky Island. <laughs> and then they did that. So it's just it's always a bit more vague and they always end up in considerably <laughs> serious situations somehow at just yeah. the right time. But yeah, so that's so the building's on fire. What Chopper saves both the sword, sword and uh, iceberg and Polly, mm-hmm. um, and gets them out of the building so they're not they're not super dead yet, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> and we we cut back to Frankie's base where uh, Kaku's like, yeah, he's like, hey, since since you're still a pirate, you're coming with us. Uh, since you're not, since you're saying even though you left Straw Hat, you're still a pirate. Being a pirate's illegal. No pirates allowed. Come mm-hmm. with us, and he's like, hey, like I said, uh, the going Mary won't be able to do anything, and he just takes it off its hooks and throws it down into the water, and that's like, it, it, it's rubbing salt or lemon juice in the wound mm-hmm. is a light way to put it. That's like, uh, Usopp's laying there with a broken leg, and he just goes and snaps the other leg in half, like. Yeah, that's that's what he's doing to him right now. Uh huh. So that's cool. Very cool of them to do. Uh so <laughs> at least this this is like this is like the lowest point, which is it's nice. 
it's nice that things come up from here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the the fact that there is a definitive low point only means that things have to get better, right? <laughs> uh that's that's at least at least for what we're covering today, I guess. Yeah. And especially with like a lot of what happens in this ne- these next few episodes is a lot of just like movement pushing forward mm-hmm. pushing so. pushing through stress roll with heart uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> oof. oh man why i gotta what one piece character would i play in interstitial i've thought about that but i haven't really i guess that's <laughs> why i'm trying to make the book that uses weapons so i can play zoro <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah so uh the next thing that i have like written down as like significant moment is when iceberg wakes up he yeah he talks to nami who also i guess wakes up yeah, Iceberg and Nami wake up and they kind of discuss like what went on because Iceberg mentions it's like, hey, sorry for accusing you for what happened, but I have to talk about Robin. And this is the point where we have to mention they've only been here for like a day. Yeah, they've been here for like 24 hours. Yeah. And all of this has happened. <laughs> if even. Yeah, because I guess they went through like one night. Yeah, because there was yeah the first it's night been like maybe thirty six yeah so like they they got there and we're like all right this is it we made it to the island let's spend the rest of our day like shopping by the end of that day Luffy killed Usopp and he left the crew and abandoned the Mary um and had all the money stolen and then the next day uh this happened they woke they woke up the second yeah. they woke up their their first day they had been there maybe fifth like yeah fifteen or so hours and were accused of of trying to kill a man and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we're here, so that's great. Uh, that 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 really like narrow like nails down the like D and D story ass aesthetic of just like shit just fucking happens. Yeah, it's just we're in it. Iceberg explains a lot of shit about his like a conversation he had with Robin bef- that we didn't see. Yes, and this is a very it, it's good that we got this because there is I can't so... imagine the uncomfortable tension of if she was just sitting on top of him with seven guns drawn that had to been a, a lifetime but they actually talked yeah um, and there is so much information in this conversation <laughs> most of which i can't unpack yet on the show <laughs> but it's all there oh, it's there's this is oof. <laughs> iceberg is like hey t- take take responsibility for what's going on you're, what you're doing is exposing the world to a horrific weapon that can end the world. It can destroy islands. It's going to end the world. He's like, I just want to learn history. I don't care about that. And which, he's... Which, interestingly, <laughs> now that I think about it, kind of mirrors the thing that Frankie is going through in that yeah. his, his own motivation is <laughs> unaffected by the consequences. And, and Robin is in a, a weirdly similar boat. But I, I mean, obviously, as we'll learn, it's not that simple for Robin. She, uh, she's explain. She like he says that hey, what you're doing isn't worth it. You're better off dying instead of letting them get a hold of this. Mentions Ohara, mm-hmm. which she's like, she fuck you. Don't talk about. Yeah, that. don't talk about Ohara. <laughs> um, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't bring that up. Mm-hmm. And he wants to know why she's doing like if she hates the world government uh and they've like ruined her life why is she doing this is it makes her wish come true and kind of like let's go um and she says as soon as i got here 
CP9 gave me two things that I have to do. Pin the assassination on the straw hats and turn myself over to the world government and do whatever they say. Like, that's ridiculous. They're not going to let you live. And after how long you've been on the run, why are you doing this? And she, she drops a real big bombshell that they have the permission from uh, the Iceman, Aokiji, mm-hmm. who, to give them, uh, they have the activate Buster Call, mm-hmm. which it's an emergency action, which summons five vice admirals and ten battleships to one location and basically just level uh, an island go, yeah basically just set fire go mm-hmm. do do whatever you want and yeah and no, literally no holds barred just murder just, just go and against the straw hats mm-hmm. a, a crew of like six people yeah yeah so and there's no way even the straw hats could get through that i don't think any sort of deus ex machina bullshit except for maybe ace showing up but i don't think ace <laughs> even is gonna then, show yeah. up and save them yeah. even then maybe um that ace showing up might actually make things worse uh, <laughs> for ace at least and, yeah um and as soon as she like heard that she's like no i can't let them all die she they they helped me out and that they basically gave me a reason to live for the longest time. Even with Crocodile, I didn't have anyone by my side, anyone who I could fully trust and tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of this great feeling that brought to me, my wish is that they can go safely, which they're definitely not going to let her be okay. And yeah, no, she is. She is basically explaining that she is sort of throwing herself yeah. in, and to a, to a, to a larger extent, the world uh, with yeah. the event. Like, uh, she doesn't care what happens to her or anyone else with with the usage of Pluton. She's just trying to save the Straw Hats for who? I mean, if the thing about Pluton <laughs> is like for how long? But yeah, and the thing that it's not mentioned, which is kind of upsetting is that there's no way they're gonna hold to their word with her too especially if they're just gonna fucking kill her yeah like well they, they no need they need her alive the they need her alive to read the blueprints and some poneglyphs because she is the only surviving person who can do that okay yeah but yeah like once who's to say how long they keep her around or if she's just gonna be a slave to do that which was i guess more or less her relationship with crocodile on a level yeah and which we saw how when that yeah. how quickly he turned when like well this isn't it what the fuck yeah yeah so that's that's fucked and she's she's sort of uh, explaining to Iceberg like I I'm doing all of this to save my friends <laughs> who have who yeah. have given me a light in the darkness yeah for for I mean really just one adventure so far <laughs> and he was gonna shoot her but he's like hey I I I get it it makes sense mm-hmm. and. Instead of like it, 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 we cut to, to back from the flashback, and Nami's not like upset. She's not. She she just she's excited. She's happy. Yeah. That like, hey, Robin didn't want to. Robin is still our friend. Kill us. <laughs> Murder mom is on our side. Yeah. <laughs> that I can't. We gotta. I gotta wake up Chopper. Chopper. We got. We gotta. We gotta go. We gotta go let them know that Robin is is a good guy, mm-hmm. and and it ends with Sanji like, "Hey, I exist," <laughs> and he he 
Sean's just like, hey, I found Robin. Look. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like in an alley lighting a cigarette and he can see Robin. Yeah, because she is at the train station. <laughs> Got a couple more episodes left. I have like no fucking notes on it. But it, it's it's mainly just sort of movement towards what's going on. Yeah, like they start to now that like Iceberg is awake and is like, hey, the Straw Hats didn't do this. Um, And Polly also backs that up of like, hey, the Straw Hats yeah. didn't do this. Although I don't I think I read specifically that Polly doesn't explain everything like that he's not saying hey the the people that we've looked up to for years are evil yeah he he doesn't he does like the smart thing when explaining what's going on he's like he basically says that uh Khalifa, bluto luchi and them they're gone they went to their hometown whatever don't worry about them oh just they're gone yeah yeah which is it's 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 i i get why he's doing it too i didn't i say i get it now when i'm saying it out loud watching it i was just like whatever Mm -hmm. he doesn't want them to go through the same pain he felt of finding out his best friends of five years were yeah they are (laughs) they are such a significant like cultural touchstone for this this whole city like it's a pride (laughs) and it's like they're they're just gone right now don't worry about it (laughs) yeah it's like Sanji, what he sees like them being carried onto the sea train with Robin joining them. He's a little confused as to why Usopp's with him. I, I liked when they're at the Galila stuff and the company's like trying to put out the fires and they see they're confused about Chopper and how Chopper morphed from like a reindeer into a raccoon dog. And then they, um, the, he after Nami's explaining everything, he gets excited to like go and tell everyone. He turns into like his big form, and they like are freaked out that he's in a gor- he's now a gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're they they go to they they gotta find they gotta find all the um the other straw hats where we know they're both stuck in buildings. Yeah, well, Luffy I think... got himself stuck in between two. Yeah, and Zoro is just like lost running around, I think. Well, what well, we didn't mention it but in one oh. of, like the quick things at the beginning, he goes to jump and the winds from the Aqua Laguna just pick him up and he goes flying. Oh, nice. Which that's some terrifyingly strong winds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Aqua Laguna is fucked. And when we find him, he's face down hanging in a chimney stuck <laughs> nice perfect so yeah a lot of just uh getting the team back together because we all died yep it's reforming the team uh the, the there's only one c train that's the only thing they're going to be doing and you only have half an hour to get there but since it's a government one they can't just be like hey stop yeah they they're, they're like roll go around through on the yagaras like screaming for uh everyone we get a nice gag where chopper's like zoro luffy usopp like he yeah. whispers usopp and then tells for everyone to scream with him and we get people going one guy goes zoro another luffy and then like another guy off in the distance usopp <laughs> stage stage whispers <laughs> yeah uh uh, they they uh we we find out where Luffy is because we uh Kokoro and Chimney is her granddaughter. Yeah, I think so. Yes, which that's a good name. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I just made the connection now with the sea train stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. They're like looking over a cliff, and Chimney's like, "Hey, Grandma, look! I I see I see something stuck between those buildings." And we see Luffy like smushed. And it catches Nami's attention, who there, um, when she jumps down, Kokoro 
showing the most emotion I think we've seen out of her really is she's like gets like terrifyingly like upset because Aqua Lagoon is coming to just fucking murder them. Yeah. Um oh wait, I skipped ahead there. I'm I'm bad. Oh, yo, you're fine. They're uh, a, 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 lot of, get... a lot of this like just getting everyone together does in a way bleed like into one sort of like a yeah. lot of scenes happening. The the or- yeah. the order isn't super important, I think. Yeah. So the, before before they find uh, Luffy, um, they basically they make it to the train, but it's too late, and there's these weirdo gossiping like p- workers there that uh, into the next episode they think that Nami's involved in like a love quadrangle. Which is why she's looking for all these people, oh, and they God. think Polly's on the losing side. <laughs> Jesus! But they they find a letter from Sanji, uh, basically saying, "Hey, I'm on the train with them," which gives her hope. So that's when they go to. That's when the, they're looking for more choppers. And like I said, she sees uh, Luffy stuck in between the buildings. Sanji has a really weird tendency to not tell people what he's doing. Yeah, Sanji has this more and more thing of being like sneaky and not revealing things yeah and yeah you, yeah, you yeah, said yeah. you said to take no, bat way back on the dinosaur island or whatever that island is called oh yeah with the two giants you said he he calls himself prince he calls himself mr prince which is mr. really prince funny to me and he he did that in alabasta as well mm-hmm. yeah that was like a, an then, alabasta arc thing and then and then it and then and it gets dropped and well, he kind of did the same thing here as well, even though it's kind of it fits within the flashback, like the kind of thing, he, not flashback, but the kind of like mental scene he's painting. Mm-hmm. But it plays in his character as well, where he's like, oh, Robin needs a, a prince to come and save yeah. her. And he has like a bad shoujo art of him, of her being like, oh, Prince Sama, thanks for saving me. <laughs> when I think of Sanji as a prince, I think of uh, the main character of Spaceballs who conveniently ends up being a prince at the very end of the movie. <laughs> but he's just like a bumbling idiot. <laughs> That's That definitely fits uh, a Sanji. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I think that uh, that weird thing that he prescribed himself was is, is super interesting. Um, not, not in a way that I can talk about, but was something that I, that I was excitedly like, God, fuck, I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> and it it shouldn't be relevant, but it ends up being relevant. Uh, so that's dumb. Um, Sanji's whole thing yeah. about like not telling people what the fuck is going through his head at any given moment is is it's bad. <laughs> it, I I know why Oda does it. Like it, it, I I understand the payoffs he's creating. Yeah, but not not only with payoffs is I can vaguely get it. Because 90% of the time, the only thing I want to talk about is the dumb bullshit running through my head and not anything actually real. <laughs> so, I understand Sanji. Sanji's, Sanji's such a complicated character. I can never decide <laughs> if I hate him or not. It's it's a weird thing, too, that they make someone who, like, compli- he, who he, he, on the surface, he's, like, the shittiest character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> abs- all right, yeah. That's just a second. And, like, this is a conversation that's going to happen a hundred more times because it gets... <laughs> Because the, the things that he's shitty about get worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so, someone phrased it in a really good way in the, in the I think we've got to memorize Discord. And, and I won't say it now because it's, it's not relevant until after the time skip. But um, he, his, those things about him get worse 
but also like the the tragic sort of like the, the the sort of like the things that motivate him to be the way he is are like get progressively more sad and like on a level more validating like the shit he's been through and it's like <laughs> i don't know like even just the stuff that we know from barati is kind of rough so <laughs> i don't know it, it, like the parts of him that are good are so fucking good and he's like i love his aesthetic of like this doofy badass and then also <laughs> the, the parts of him that are straight <laughs> are bad <laughs> yeah uh he, he is unfortunately a straight cis man um <laughs> but that's irrelevant now but i i do think it's funny to just be like man why does he never fucking tell anyone anything <laughs> but yeah so he's on the he's on the train he sneaks on the train um that robin gets on and that's like all right cool he's he's doing that he's doing something yeah he uh he has a nice he has a nice uh showdown in the train they uh <laughs> they go to fight him and this is this whole segment just seems to be like Oda just making like slapstick gags uh-huh. because he walks in and is like, "Hey, I don't, I really don't want to bother fighting you guys." And uh, th- there's a, a a large man standing over Sanji is like he's like his legs wrap around the doorway and he's like bent over in there. He's like, no, we don't want to bother Lucci with this with this bullshit. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Who cares? yeah. There's a lot of like, and, we don't need to go. We're not going to go to the higher ups for this. Yeah, which is like, we can take care of it. Fundamentally important for how Sanji does fucking anything. <laughs> and he he's just like, I'm Jerry, and I'm a boxing champion. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> just <laughs> random fucking character concepts mixed in. Yep. Like and he he tries to fight Sanji and he just punches all the other agents and mm-hmm. uh Sanji is just like this is annoying and uh kicks him yeah. and knocks him out immediately. There's I'm 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 just <laughs> thinking about it. There's a lot of like really weird, like weirdly specific characters that are also in a way utterly throwaway yeah. throughout the rest of Water Seven and Inus Lobby. <laughs> And they're good. I love them all dearly, even though I forget them. So that that one's good. Uh, Sanji <laughs> Sanji is making his way through that train. Yep. Which I, did 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 you say and I missed it that they did he see Usopp and Frankie on get on the train too? Yeah, he saw them bringing him on the train. Okay, yeah. With the when Rob and them were getting on. Yes, yes. Now, now um, I remember more of it where they're like they they are specifically captured. I don't think they saw Robin, did they? Uh, Frankie and Usopp didn't know. They didn't mention anything of them. Great. Um, the the next episode is uh just it's literally just uh Luffy and Zoro breaking out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Nami's like, "Hey, Luffy, um, Robin's our friend," and she and. Yeah, we need to get saved. Chopper's like, "Hey, why is seaweed sticking out of <laughs> the the chimney?" Oh wait, it's Zoro, and he goes to save him. And Luffy's uh, everyone's excited to find out Robin's not not a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I I vividly and, remember Nami shouting that like Robin is still their friend, and Luffy's like, "Oh!" And then he's just free, like that. Like like that yeah. information fuels him to be like, "All right, I'm fu- I'm out of these buildings now." Yeah, it's a mixture of that and like there's a vague timer on it because a giant wave's coming to uh, drown mm. them, and Luffy's just like, "I'm out," and like <laughs> pushes the places apart, 
and then uh chopper gives zoro one of the swords the sword that he had and cuts through it because he knew that he had it because it's cursed mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just cuts through it and they narrowly avoid in time because rope dad was able to shoot some ropes for them yeah. to pick up and it's just like it ended with fandom being like man it's fucking cool that uh the admiral gave me permission to uh just murder these people also I have an elephant. Yes, he does have an elephant. Its name is Funkfried. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hate Spandom so much. Um, he he also talks about some other stuff. He's just very, he's just he's just excitedly eager for what's to come. Yeah. And uh, we get some more of Sanji on the train. Just more people getting out of the the way of the waves. Yep. There's a lot of a lot of things. And then um, the last episode, two two fifty five, is is more of that. But also, we we learn there might be a way still for for them to catch catch up with uh, everyone going to Inya's yeah. lobby because they don't have a boat. And even if they did, fucking yeah. Aqua Laguna is happening. So it takes a while for them to explain to Luffy, yes, how to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like. Hey, just give me, just give me your biggest ship. I'll bring it back. Just let us borrow it. Come like, on. No, no, Luffy, no. And Polly's like, no, you won't make it. But uh, Coco's like, if you're really determined about this, we have something for you. And uh, Sanji actually uh, runs into uh, Usopp and yeah. Frankie. He gets to their to their cabin, and he defeats the two people that were in there because it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he, uh, when Frank, he's like, Hey, you guys know each other? Are you guys friends or something? And both of them f- former friends. Mm-hmm. And he, he stomps on Frankie's face for, uh, for stealing the money and basically indirectly for causing all the bullshit that happened. And, uh, Usopp's like, no, it's a lot of stuff has happened that will probably tell you. So you're caught up on this. Uh-huh. And, they uh, uh back to Luffy and the rest of the straw hats they uh found a uh there's a a sea train that hasn't been worked on for 12 years mm-hmm. the the so first my draft guess, basically yeah it's too dangerous but it's your only way to Annie's lobby mm-hmm. but there's a thing about Annie's lobby has like the gates of justice or something like that yeah uh I believe the gates of justice are the gates that can, they only open like once every, like twice a day, I think. I might be confusing yeah. it with something else. But the main thing that they mention is that no one who's made it into any's lobby has come out except for the government. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so there are some switch, there's like, um, it, it's a gate, a big giant gate that like you can't get through unless it's opened, and then like the controls for it being opened are obviously the 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 governments so <laughs> so yeah that basically it's like hey there's a huge fucking risk on like getting out of there if you even get in yeah <laughs> which if if they're following behind the train that's going there's a chance they can get in um but still so that's a thing that they have to be wary of yeah uh but Luffy likes the the other sea train called the Rocket mm-hmm. Man because it looks fast and cool isn't that an Elton John song. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, good. I never put that together till right now. (laughs) 
One Piece is now also JoJo. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> it it ends with uh like the Frankie family shows up and is like, "Hey, what we did was fucked up, but we got to save our bro." Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Hey, these guys are assholes. Don't do that." Movie's like, "No, cool. Come on." Yeah, <laughs> I, they they all like have the, the same goal of following this yeah. train to Inuit's lobby and saving someone. So, and and we Except get, for Polly. Uh, po- yeah. Polly's just kind of there to help Luffy. Yeah. He, it, oh yeah, the well, other the other shipwrights, the other shipwrights that aren't evil. The guy that looks like Freddie Mercury that I don't remember the name of. Oh yeah. And um there's another one. Tilestone. Tilestone's the other one, the the big buff guy with like the fucking looks like he has a rocket oh, yeah. launcher on his back. Um so yeah. so they're following Polly. Um basically this is this is the reason I picked this moment to stop on was kind of just like everyone's on the same side in this ship and they're barreling towards the destination. Yeah. It has the very good, like, end of something, beginning of another big Mm -hmm. thing of, like, a montage of, like, people sitting on the ship. Robin being like, damn, this sucks. Yeah. Spandam being like, ha ha, fuckers. And then being like, we're coming to save you. And it ends on, like, the mat, like, dramatic uh, filter they use for, like, a still image Mm -hmm. of them on the Rocket Man getting ready to charge forward. Yeah, I think, yeah, because the Rocket Man is going now, and then Luffy, the Frankie family, and the remaining Golly Law boys are on, like, teamed up on the same side, and, see, how many, so Luffy, Zoro, Nami, Chopper are all together, and then on the ship, the, the train ahead of them, Sanji is working on saving Robin, and he is now joined up with Usopp and Frankie, and Spandam is waiting for everyone to be delivered to him. Yeah. And at the front of that ship is CP9, the front or the front of that train that Sanji and, and pals are on. So, like, they're up against some challenges. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it feels like a really good place to leave it. And, and, and I think it's a, a considerably more excited note to see what happens next. <laughs> yes. Rather than a scared note of seeing what happens next. Yeah, that's why this is also a good place to end on. Yeah, such a such a um, a tragic tone, like or not tragic, but like such a uh, drastic tone shift uh, between <laughs> what we covered last time and what we've covered this time. Even even though I guess we did go through all those really sad backstories. So yeah, now we're here. Yeah, there's things to like look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> there is, and it won't won't be uh, f- four months till we talk again. I promise. Yeah, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. Next time, we'll probably cover another 10 or so. I know where I yeah. want to. I know how much I want to cover, but I don't know how many episodes that is. I'm thinking of a specific scene that I want to get to the end of. Um, okay. Also, there's a thing that happens in the next chunk that I am excited about. I'm excited for you to meet my favorite character in One Piece. <laughs> and I've basically cool. been waiting this whole show to share this with you. We'll be, we'll be wrapping. Like, the, the, these train stuff is this sort of transitional thing where like they're not in water seven anymore but they're not at any slabby yet so yeah that's basically i want to cover as much of that as possible so yeah we also, did it doesn't, doesn't feel like we've been in water seven for nearly as long as we were in skypea even though it's like about the same amount of episodes it's just so much has happened <laughs> and, and like the thing is like water I guess seven the change of location hasn't happened as much in yeah water seven so it doesn't feel like as much yeah did we how many episodes have we recorded about water seven is this the third one i think so so that, I mean, yeah that's like four episodes then for water seven proper 
yeah, it's like the th- the thing about Water Seven is it's all they're they're basically just in and out real quick, but also holy shit, so much fucking happens, and there's like a million like flashbacks to things that happened within the day that they were in. So it's so yeah. much, and then uh, it's so it's good. Like I think it nails it, but there's it's a lot to to sort of unpack and digest and compartmentalize for these for these episodes that we're doing. So yeah, I think I think I think we're doing a good job. Yeah, uh, I think I think we've chosen the right. Uh, I can't believe there was a point where I thought maybe Water Seven could be two episodes. <laughs> Remember when we tried to do Alabasta in like two chunks? Yeah, that, that wasn't was... a good idea. <laughs> and then we were like, we can recap it in one after that. Um, which yeah. it was just long. We just let our episodes run long. That was the secret. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of just like, nope, this is all I'm doing today. But yeah, so that's so I'm really excited to to get back at it both in terms of, like, what's happening next, and also, let's talk about One Piece more often. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's plug some stuff again. Okay, yeah. Let's see, you can find me on Twitter, at Ghost of Joe, spelled Ghost of J-O. That's, that's it, um, because we'll, well, I do another show called Got It Memorized. It's a Kingdom Hearts recap show. We're in 358 over two days now, and we're, I mean, we're at the back end of it already, so... Uh, that, that we've recorded, I guess. We're like we record like a week ahead. Um, and then we did a spinoff of that for our Patreon. I don't even did we even fucking have a Patreon the last time we recorded this show? I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I think they were. No, we because didn't. immediately as because you met the the goal for interstitial like the day of. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I think. Yeah, I think I was. I might have been planning like drafting the Patreon stuff last time we recorded. I think you brought it up that it's like it's in the works. Yeah, um, but now it's out and it's it's there, and we've done a ton of stuff for it because it's been so long. Um, and so the, our first goal, which was met immediately, was the the actual play show, uh, the the Kingdom Hearts tabletop role playing show, uh, which is playing a game called Interstitial. Which, um, God, I I had like just met Riley. When, when the last time we recorded this show, uh, Riley, our friend Riley made a game called Interstitial, which is a tabletop game or an RPG based on the tones, themes, and quote unquote mechanics of Kingdom Hearts, um, which sort of was just like, oh, my friends are my power. There's a mechanic about um, drawing strength from the relationships you make. It's an extremely good game. We played that for 15 episodes. Jory was there. That's why I'm talking about it so in depth. Um, so that was so much fun. It was. You you played and... Marsh Raiduyu from Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, secretly the best character in the show. <laughs> I'm 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 very amazed at all the people's like, oh shit, <laughs> of, of of me being that character. Yeah, I, I I thought it was a deeper cut, but like a lot of people that have listened to it have been like, oh fuck, Marsh is rad, and it also ended up being the perfect pick because we just sort of established that like. Marsh has played Kingdom Hearts because the because the the arc of Final Fantasy uh, uh, Tactics Advance is that he is just a normal kid that plays video games and is dragged yep. into the existent game F- Final Fantasy. So <laughs> we we ran with that and it ended up being fucking perfect for that show. And I I, I was Roxanne from a Goofy movie and Wheels was Chris Angel and then Nick is is there playing an OC. So it's it's. It's such a good fucking experience that so you can go to iTunes and look up Interstitial. They're releasing a um, an episode a week, 
uh, or you can go to patreon.com slash memorizecast and hear the whole season. Since since it's on the public feed, I recommend like checking it out and seeing if you want to back for it. Yeah. And that's 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 what we've been up to for so long. Um, yeah. What uh, what's some stuff you can plug, Jory? Um, yeah, uh, there's there's my Twitter. No, I'm Jory. Uh, if there's anyone, there's there's someone else who has like, no, I'm Jory as their display name, huh. and it's very upsetting. There can only be one. Exactly, it's me. Highlander. Um. <laughs> Um, if you want to see tweets about video games and things, uh, there's my other podcast, which you mentioned, the Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast, or CWFP, which I do with my friend Cameron. It's a weekly kind of wrestling recap podcast. Uh, if you listen to this podcast and kind of like the discussion we have about One Piece, we do similar discussions about wrestling. Uh, just an example of anyone who tries to say that storytelling and wrestling is dumb. I will show I will show them uh, a rivalry in NXT between uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, which has like literary literary symbolism in it, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And we also just like riff on wrestling and stuff and make bad dumb jokes about like a wrestler really liking Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Which... it's, 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 it's a very good show. I, I don't listen to it super regularly because I don't follow wrestling. Um, yeah. That, but it's, it's very good to just put on and just like <laughs> listen to. But then uh, also like a lot of people have been saying this because of interstitial, which is like, Man, I just listen to Jory laugh forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a, a lot of what it is. Is me and my friend laughing because we made a dumb joke about yeah, wrestling. Just, just two people who really <laughs> like wrestling and like aren't like like they're, they're and that's I think it's kind of similar to you compared it to our discussion on this show of just like there there's a good level of analysis and like reading into things and like yeah a, a, attaching um important themes to things, but also like not being overly critical or cynical and like sort of appreciating the work as what it is. Yes. Um, Cause like, especially like that's, that's a thing that I sort of wondered about getting into the show as a trans person and just being like, do I have to rip it apart? Even though I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it Cause it's like, it's super, there's a lot of really transphobic stuff in it. And I'm just like, I think it's just take it as what it is, which yeah. can't be said of a lot of media admittedly, but <laughs> um, there's times and places for those talks. But yeah, so yeah. is it talking about wrestling? She, hmm? Is is the full title on iTunes CWFP and then Casual Wrestling? It's it's just Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast. Okay. Um, I think we might be the only one with that name on iTunes at least. But if you like Google it, there's some one someone did like five years ago that had two episodes. Oh, okay. It's also on SoundCloud and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We try to do it weekly. If you're looking for a jumping off point, we have a very good episode one, which is just us talking about wrestling stuff that we liked as kids mm-hmm. and like how it's impacted us, at gr- how it impacted us growing up. And we have a very recent episode uh, where we went to a taping of a show and we talked about our experiences with that, which was it was neat. I went with co- my co-host and my mommy. <laughs> my my you, mom loves wrestling. Did you have her on the show? I haven't done that yet. I I, I, I I was just thinking like you went to that show with both of them. You would have both of them on the show. <laughs> I watch wrestling with my mom every week. So uh-huh. that's part of it. Cause that's part of it is like growing you up. Done a, it a you should have done a, you should have done a mother's day special. That's what you should have done. That's what I'm going to put that in my phone. Google calendar <laughs> to remind me like next a year. year from now. That's a good idea. But yeah, that podcast is an iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, basically all the, 
podcast stuff except for Spotify because Spotify us... refuses to take SoundCloud shows, which is oh, like really yeah, which is like the, the the like the only like I've considered switching to like um Libsyn or something now that I have so many mm. shows, but yeah. like it's like I I I don't want to like redo anything that I've done. <laughs> yeah, so fuck <laughs> it. Um. One day Kingdom Hearts will be over and I can start fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh but yeah, I think is that is that all the stuff? We we have a yeah. we have a Twitter for this show. We are watching OP, um, which you can basically just I don't the thing is I I tweet there and I'm like, oh we have a new episode or hey, we're about to record a new episode. Um yeah. which is, you know, if if you're if you are invested on <laughs> when we do this show, that might be a, a good way to, to stay on top of it because we're not stopping it. <laughs> we take we take breaks because we're busy, but we're definitely always going to come back to it. Um, yeah. Unless I don't know, one of us dies, which I hope never happens. I'll live forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think um, I think we're good. I think that's an episode. Um, yep. Oh wait. Oh. I I gotta predict what's gonna happen oh, next fuck. time. It's been so long. I forgot. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm really interested in this one. Tell me what you what do you think's gonna happen in the next um, eleven or so episodes? Well, since they're on on a train on the way there, I just I'm gonna go with what my prediction for Water Seven was originally, and I think there's just gonna be tons of bad guys that attack their train constantly, and they're gonna just keep fighting different super bad guys. And we're definitely going to get a Zoro decides to win on top of the train with the bad guy he's fighting. <laughs> oh, man. Well, stay tuned then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for, for listening and um, for putting up with our schedule of this show. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate um, all, the, all the nice things we've heard on, like, reading the iTunes reviews and stuff. It's been, it's been great. Um, but uh, to be continued. To be continued. Welcome to Interstitial, a Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play podcast. Playing a game called Interstitial. Our hearts intertwined. I'm Riley, and I'll be GMing this disaster. Names. What are your names? I didn't even ask. What are your names? Uh, I'm Edith. Hi. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Marsh. I descend in the Bugatti and say, I am the mind freak. <laughs> There's our dad. <laughs> our dad's back. Sounds like you want to force a change of location for Mr. America. I do, but I did read the first option is take something from them. So I am going to take Captain yep. America's shield. <laughs> yep. If, you're, if your question is ever, can I do some bullshit? My answer is always, <laughs> All right. I know who this is. His name is Squall. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Squall, he flinches. <laughs> but it has a nobody symbol across its chest. This across, is like, the worst thing you've ever done. Oh no! This is the worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think you're giving Chris Angel enough credit. He's a good guy. He's doing his best. Is that a sentence you ever thought you would say? So I definitely already know Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh yeah.